Hello everyone and welcome to the show. Tonight we're going to be discussing the 1960s. It was a time of free love, people getting stoned, people doing all kinds of drugs. Uh, it was also uh, the time of Woodstock. If a lot of people don't know what Woodstock is, Woodstock was a time when everybody did the free love movement. Like I said before, they did the drugs, the stones, getting stoned and everything else by listening several, several bands playing on the stage for several days. The cultural decade of the 1960s is more loosely defined than the actual decade. It begins around 1963 to 64 with the John F. Kennedy assassination, the Beatles' arrival in the United States, and her meeting with uh, Bob Dylan. It ends between 1969 and 1970 with the ultimate free concert, and that is Woodstock. The Beatles breakup and the Kent State shootings and the withdrawal of the troops from Vietnam and the resignation of U.S. President Nixon in 1974 the term the 60s is used by historians, journalists, and other academics in scholarship and popular culture to denote the complex of interrelated cultural and political trends around the globe during this era. Some use the term to describe the decade's craziness. Basically, a lot of young people in the 1960s like I said before, they did drugs, got stoned and high and everything else. They rebelled against the older population, which they believed in the free revolution movement. And just like the Beatles had that song, we got a revolution. Well, basically, I think that's where uh, the young people of the 1960s got it from was from that Beatles song, Revolution. The social norms about clothing, music, drugs, dress, sexuality, and shootings, or in schoolings. Well, Kent State did have a lot of shootings. Kent State Massacre. Others use it to denounce the decade as one of the irresponsible excess flamboyance and decay of social order. The decay was also labeled the swinging 60s because of the fall or relaxation of social taboos that occurred during this time, but also because of the, because of the wide range of music from the Beatles-inspired British invasion and the folk music revival to the poetic lyrics of Bob Dylan and this was all the norms back in the 1960s. Norms of all kinds were broken down, especially in regards to civil rights and recepts of military duty. By the end of the 1950s, war-ravaged uh, war Europe had largely, largely finished reconstruction and began a tremendous economic boom. World War II, World War II had brought about a huge leveling of social classes in which 
the remains of the old uh, gentry disappeared. There was a major expansion of the middle class in Western Europe countries, and by the 1960s, many working class people in Western Europe could afford a radio, television, refrigerator, and motor vehicle. Meanwhile, the East, such as the Soviet Union and other Warsaw Pact countries, were improving quickly after rebuilding from World War II. Real GDP growth averaged 6% a year during the second half of the decade. Thus, the overall worldwide economic trend in the 1960s was one of prosperity, expansion of the middle class, of the middle class, and new domestic technology. Now, 1960s, you know, they say there's a middle class now. I don't believe there's a middle class now. I believe you're either rich or you're poor. So if you don't have a lot of money, you're you're poor. <laughs> That's just the simple way it is. There is no middle class. I get tired of uh, the Republicans and Democratic parties always, always bringing up the middle class. There is no middle class. And if there was a middle class, where would you say the middle class uh, rates in? I mean, money-wise. Would it be $100,000? $200,000? Well, $200,000 in a lot, of, a lot of people's eyes, that means you're rich. You could buy a lot of things with $200,000. The confrontation between the U.S. and the Soviet Union dominated... Uh, geopolitics during the 60s with the struggle expanding into developing nations in Latin America, Africa, and Asia as the Soviet Union moved from being a regional to a true global superpower. And of course, this was the time when they were dealing with the space age of who was going to be Who's going to be in space first and, you know, and be, in, be on Mars and all this other stuff? You know, it was the USA versus Russia. Who was going to get to the uh, outer space first? It says, vying for influence in the developing world after President Kennedy's assassination, direct tensions between the U.S. and Soviet Union cooled and the superpower confrontation moved into a contest for control of the third world. A battle by proxy wars, funding of and puppet governments. Funding of puppet governments. In a response to direct action campaigns from groups like the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which is SNCC, and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC, U.S. President John F. Kennedy and uh, Staunch, this guy I guess his name is Staunch, anti-communist, pushed for social reforms. Kennedy's assassination in 1963 was a shock. Liberal uh, reforms were finally passed under Lyndon B. Johnson, including civil rights for African Americans and health care for the elderly and the poor, despite the large-scale 
great society programs, Johnson was uh, increasingly reviled by the new left at home and abroad. The heavy-handed American role in the Vietnam War outraged student protesters around the globe. The assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. upon working with underpaid Tennessee garbage collectors and the anti-Vietnam War movement and the police response towards protesters of the 1968 Democratic National Convention define politics of violence in the United States. And this is, you know, this is basically uh, where it is today. You know, we have, there's a lot of violence going on in the world today, especially in the United States. A lot of stuff has been, uh, you know, bought on, brought on by he said, she said nonsense. And, uh, you know, I guess that's the way the world is today. You know, it's just people like violence. I don't know what, what it is about violence, but people like violence. In Western Europe and Japan, organizers such as those pres- present at May 1968, the Red Army Faction, tested liberal de- democracy's ability to satisfy its citizens, citizens amidst post industrial age hybrid capitalistic economics in britain the labor party gained power in 1964 in france the protest of 1968 led to president charles d gauley temporarily fleeing the country for some may 1968 meant the end of traditional collective action and the beginning of a new era to be dominate, dominated mainly by the so-called new social movements. Italy formed its first left-of-center government in 1962 with a coalition of Christian Democrats, Social Democrats, and modern Republicans. When Aldo Moro became Prime Minister in 1963, Socialists joined the ruling bloc too. In Brazil, uh, Gulat became president after Janio, and some of these names you can't even really pronounce. Well, anyways, the guy resigned. This Quadros resigned. In Africa, the 1960s was a period of racial uh, or radical political change as 32 countries gained independence from their European colonial rulers. It says the decade began with a recession from 1960 to 1961. At that time, unemployment was considered high at around 7%. In his campaign, John F. Kennedy promised to get America moving again. His goal was economic growth of 4 to 6% per year and unemployment below 4%. To do this, he incinerated a 7% tax credit for businesses that invest in new plants and equipment. By the end of the decade, Median family income had risen from $8,540 in 1963 to $10,770 by 1969. And you know what's really sad about this is that people on Social Security, especially just SSI, and that's all they're getting, they don't even make $10,770 per year. Just being on SSI, you don't even make uh, $10,000, you know, and think about this. this is from the 19 early 1960s. And 
you know, wages then, high wages were $10,770 by 1969. And look at people that are on SSI. They don't even make, they don't even come close to that. Goes on to say, after, although the first half of the decade had low inflation, by 1966, Kennedy's tax credit had reduced unemployment to 3.7%, and inflation remained below 2%. With the economy booming, Johnson began his Great Society, which vastly expanded social programs. And by the end of the decade, under Nixon, the combined inflation and unemployment rate, known as the Misery Index Economics, had exploded to roughly or exploded to nearly 10% with inflation at 6.2% and unemployment at 3.5%. And by 1975, the misery index was almost 20%. Now see, look at that. You have the Democratic Party was everything was running smoothly. You put a Republican in office, look what happened. Inflation went up, you know, astoundingly high. Everything went down the toilet. When you put a GOP Republican uh, president in, in office, <laughs> and they say the Democrats are bad, well, I want to thank everybody for listening to my podcast, and I wish everybody a safe and happy, safe and happy, wonderful evening, and good night.